Hi, everyone, and welcome to Another Kind of Wealth podcast with me, Lottie Leaf. I'm the founder of the Jura Society, a platform and private client consultancy focused on crafting a deeper connection between wealth and wellness. We aim to inspire and educate women to take control of their financial future. I have the pleasure of being able to speak with some of the best in the business, and now I get to share this with you. So come on in and join us as we hear all about today's topic. and good afternoon happy friday delighted to be here for the next of our in conversation series i'll be joined by jasmine atkins the founder of atkins property search and i am just going to let her come in now and we can get started on understanding what is going on with the property market and how to secure the best property during a pandemic so let me just invite her in if it works two seconds very excited to be chatting with her today um everybody is just coming in now as well hello 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 how are you i'm very good thank you thank you so much for having me on Oh, well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. And it's actually sunny, which makes such a difference. Um, although I am being blinded by this. Oh, and you've had your hair cut? I have had my hair cut, yes. <laughs> looks beautiful. <laughs> that looks amazing. Well, well, thank you all. And I was just giving a, a brief intro on, on what you are and, and, you know, what we're talking about this afternoon. But actually, I think it's always better to get it from your own words as well. So, Jasmine, thank you for being here. And tell us what you do. Tell us about your business. Okay, well, um, so I've been in the property industry for over 25 years and um, initially as an estate agent and then working as a buying agent for Savile's uh, buying arm, which was called Prime Purchase. And then in 2017, I started my own company and touch wood, it has been going really, really well. So, um, and that's, that's really, that's basically it. <laughs> that's where I am right now. So I've been doing this now for about, about 10 years. Well, that's fantastic. And, and so your main focus is in London, is that correct? Um, but but who, tell us about who your, your typical clients are. They can range. I mean, people who want to buy in London now are certainly different from what it was 10 years ago when I started out as a buying agent. Um, 10 years ago, very international, very Russian based, very um, American based. And now it's completely different. I think clientele now is very, uh, you know, UK based. Um, and much younger, actually, a lot of our clients are getting younger and younger, more techie, more uh, investy, more uh, quite, quite, I'm getting quite a lot of uh, clients in the entertainment business who are young, who are cool. Um, some are very naive, and but some are incredibly with it. Um, so over the years, you know, the, the clientele has changed, but um, the remit has pretty much remained the same, meaning um, either they are looking for something really, really specific, um, big house in Holland Park, you know, a real statement token home, or they're looking to invest and create a bit of a portfolio. A lot of my younger clients now are looking to do that, really to just to park their money in London, watch their money grow. It's a good asset to invest in. It's not really hugely profit making right now. It's not what it used to be when you can make about 10 or 15% 
yield uh, on your yearly yield on your investment but still quite comfortable investing in london and um seeing the capsule grow um and um you know, also the, the, my, my lovely bread and butter clients who are just nice families who are looking to move into the country and can't, can't deal with the stress of it and need help. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a huge part of what professional services does is actually take the stress away from these quite, you know, yeah. they're, not, they're not your everyday sort of activities. You know, buying a property, unless you're, you know, portfolio property, you know, uh, investor, you're not going to be on a regular basis. And I think there's so many little sort of intricacies that somebody like you really, really helps the client to navigate effectively so that they actually get the outcome that they want. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll just be bombarded with terminology and, yeah, far too much. But, you know, the, the, the property world, it's not rocket science. You to buy a, a flat or a house is not particularly complicated. But... Um, you are going to be investing in a very big asset. So it's quite daunting. Mm. And, um, you know, estate agents advise sellers how to sell and what price to put it on at, etc. But if you're buying a property, if you're buying a business at 1 million or 5 million, you'd have a whole table worth of, of you know, financial advisors telling you how to do it, how to structure it, and, you know, is this a sensible investment or not? Um, but buyers don't have that. And the market uh, has uh, exponentially grown and values are really high. So if you're going to be buying a one million or a five million pound property, you need some advice. You need someone to hold your hand, give you peace of mind and advise you pros, cons, comparable evidence. You know, make sure that you're buying um, something that's best in class, but also, um, you know, to navigate you through towards that, but also you know, peace of mind that if you are buying it and you've paid the stamp duty, uh, you're not going to get any post-purchase doubt. That's really key. Yeah, I think that's so important. And actually the point that you were making earlier about seeing younger, um, more sort of, not quite like entrepreneurial, but the, the sports and the entertainment clients and a lot of next-gen wealth are actually kind of yeah. going back to looking at property and tangible assets now because the stock market is quite uncertain or overvalued. Having that as a hedge against inflation, I think, is, is key in somewhere like London, where it is quite a stable market, although it has been rising for some yeah. time now. You know, you kind of, you know, it's not suddenly going to drop in value overnight. Yes, exactly. Especially after pandemics. Um, yeah always had uh has always been seen as a good opportunity by investors um because you know gold investing gold investing in shares they're so volatile um as you say the values go up and down so actually people do turn to a more solid asset class and um and see a sure but solid growth over various amounts of years yeah well exactly exactly now actually <laughs> But the, the getting into the industry as well, and I think this is something that we've spoken about before, is um, it is quite male-dominated. Having women in the industry is a luxury. Um, and, and what challenges do you think that you faced in the industry? And, and what advice would you give to your younger self, um, you know, or for anybody who's looking to join the ranks of, of females in property? Is this, is this where I have to be, I have to say something sort of inspirational? Um... I think I'll, I'll, it's a big question <laughs> and, and I'll answer it uh, in an inspirational way and also in a practical way. So um, what yeah. advice would I give in the business? What advice would I give myself if I knew myself 20 years ago? Um, I would probably say the first and most important thing is to trust your instincts. And 
every time I thought to myself, mm, this doesn't smell right. It didn't smell right. It didn't turn out right. And there were problems. Um, people who say, <laughs> people have said to me, Jasmine's not a problem. The mortgage is all sorted. Everything is sorted. I always had something in my mind that said, okay, well, let's just check that out a little bit more. Um, so, you know, trust your instincts because your instincts are strong. The more practical answer is, um, you know, as a buying agent, if you're entering the business as a buying agent, it's probably worth entering the business maybe as an estate agent just to get an idea from what it's like on the other side. But if that doesn't happen, then fine. Um, just make sure that it's all... Uh, all problems come down to contracts. So the problems I've had is not having a, a tight enough contract. So if someone signs a contract as themselves, but they buy the house in a company name, they are not entitled to pay you. Um, so, you know, there are things like that you just have to watch out. Um, and of course, you know, you have to do due diligence on, on your buyer, et cetera, et cetera, because you just have to do that now. Um, but if you are entering as an estate agent, then make sure it's a bona fide estate agent. It's an unregulated business. Anyone can be an estate agent. You don't have to have any kind of, um, um, what's the word? The qualifications? <laughs> no, no qualifications whatsoever. You can just open up shop and be an estate agent. Um, so, you know, make sure that you're working for a qualified estate agent, you know, preferably via a graduate scheme, um, trust the people you work with. And my most important piece of advice, which I still give myself now, is just shut your mouth and listen. Because mm -hmm. it's like to talk the talk you know a lot of male stations are a bit you know easerish and like to say what they need to say <laughs> be quiet listen lots of questions make the person your client trust you um and have confidence in you that you understand them and that you've got their best interests at heart which you do and you're going to try your best to get the best deal for them on the best terms that's the most important thing just listen yeah, and I think that that's overlooked by so many professions as well because they feel the need to prove themselves or, you know, they they feel the need to sort of bombard you with too much information or what their opinion is and what their view is. And actually, a lot of the time, the clients want a sounding board. They don't want to be told what to do all the time. They want to know the process. They want you to tell you what the process is, but they don't want you making that decision on their behalf. You know, I, I used to go to pitches thinking, with my male colleagues thinking right, I'm going to give it all. This is how much I've bought for my clients this year. This, these are my celebrity clients. This is how well I've done. You know, you're dealing with someone who's, you know, and, and go on and on about how great I am. But actually, they just want you to understand them, like them. They want to have confidence in you, that they can trust you, and that you've got the property in mind for them, and that you know where it is, how to get it, and get it for the best price. They just want to be comfortable with you, trust you. That's the most, that's the most important thing. They don't want to how great you are. <laughs> <laughs> they know that from your, you know, they can see that on your face. Voila. <laughs> um, so another thing, which I think is, is what we sort of touched on there is what is going on in the market at the moment from what you've seen. So we're kind of, London's opened up again a little bit. Mm. Um, and are you seeing that that has impacted uh, buyers and sellers? What, what, what do you see? Yeah, well, the market's gone absolutely crazy. Um, so we've had some uh, 
crazy sealed bids scenarios where buyers are bidding and spending incredible amounts of money to secure something. So I think the market is very strong. Um, I think that despite there being a shortage of supply, despite the international market not really being present right now, it's quite interesting because the, the, the market, the London market, has always been propped by international buyers um, spending you know, money on token properties. Um, the first, interestingly, actually, the, um, the first time buyer market has really sort of collapsed. There's a 30% shortage of um, the first time buyer market. So really the market now is very much um, dependent on high earners, um, debt-free, um, UK-based buyers who are looking for, you know, larger properties with space, with garden. Um, inner city London has sort of suffered a little bit, whereas prime London, Richmond, St. John's Wood, Hampstead, and the nice villages, Wimbledon, have done really, really well. Um, there's been a lot of trends um, pre-COVID that were already in the making that COVID has really accelerated. So, for example working from home that was already beginning to happen for men and for women wanting flexi working um and now that is just part of life now so really an office in the house um smartening up your home as well um these are really quite significant trends so developers now who are, who are, who are building new new builds um have to really take that into account and put in a office unit um as part of the uh, floor plates. Um, so working from home, going out, uh, out outside in London into sort of more um, space and greenery. Um, and the first time buyer market really kind of having a bit of a tumble, whereas the high earners are really kind of securing that, that market growth right now. Um, forecast for the future. Um, London is set to increase, capital growth is set to increase by about 7% uh, for this year. And over the next five years, we're looking at something about, some agents say 12.5%, some agents say about 15% over the next five years. So that's a nice uh, middle to long-term growth for anyone who's looking to invest in properties. So that's a nice figure. Um, and um, obviously this year is going to um, have the highest growth, 7% in one year is quite exceptional yeah <laughs> and uh, this will lessen to about three percent two percent over the next five years but um uk uh, is set to grow capital growth is set uh, to about um 20 percent 21 percent so uh london is having a great time but so is the rest of the uk yeah and i think that again is the point where people are kind of moving out of the cities they're looking for these kind of green patches or like the commutable if i have to areas as well where it is a lot more family focused and yeah. actually it's quality oh, of life not necessarily the value anymore yeah yeah oh well that's really exciting and i think as well with all these like help to buy schemes and everything like that it's surprising that that's still uh, not enabling a lot of the first-time buyers to get onto the market as well. But I think that links in with you saying the, um, you know, the higher earners because they can get their deposit together quicker. So therefore, that they are the ones who are able to take advantage of those. So it's a little bit political, but we don't need to go down that route <laughs> right yeah. now. It's, it's sort of divided, actually. The London market, the houses are doing really well. 
apartments are not doing very well at all. So it's a good time now to actually look into maybe investing in, in a few apartments uh, in maybe new developments because they're not doing very well right now. So it, it creates opportunities for buyers. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and yeah, and the portfolio investors as well. Um, exactly. And so when, I, I mean, you, you just sort of covered that very well, but with the opportunities ahead in your market, do you think that that is more to do with their positioning or like geographic? What, what do you think would be the best opportunities for somebody looking to, to buy? Uh, you know, you can look in, in micro level and you look in the sort of overall macro yeah. level. So I've, I, the mac micro level right now is again, flats are really suffering. Flats without um, outside space um, are really having a tricky time selling. So they've been on the market for a while and you can see some price movement on that. So there are some opportunities there. Um, opportunities also in areas that perhaps are not prime prime, but are bordering on prime. So, um, you know, they're catching up quite quickly with, with their neighboring prime areas. Uh, that's something that's uh, very interesting. I think if you're in investing and you're looking to invest in more than one property, always don't put all your eggs in one property. Always um, spread the risk a little bit. So buy in, let's say, blue chip areas like Knightsbridge, Bulgaria, Chelsea, whatever. Um, but also perhaps buy in something a bit more volatile where you'll see a little bit more price growth. Um, yes, maybe a little bit more risky, but let's say in the East End, there's some great developments going on there. Um, Clerkenwell's doing unbelievably well, has been doing well for a long time, but Dalston, uh, you know, areas around there that perhaps... Um, really around the Islington area where it's close to the city, really quite uh, connected with the tube, but, you know, has always had a bit of a reputation of being um, not as gentrified, but are now beginning to be quite gentrified. So, you know, buy there as well, because you'll see that growth um, happening much quicker. But, you know, that's what I would um, probably advise is to spread your risk a little bit. Mm. On the macro level, I've yeah, always... That's really interesting. I've always had a bit of an interest in, um, I think because of such a shortage of property, people are now beginning, clever people are now beginning to look uh, into investing in council property, because a lot of council property now are really well run. Um, the dimensions of council properties are large, larger than the usual conversion. Um, and obviously not all of them are, are um, with council tenants, a lot of them are private. So there are a lot of council estates in decent areas that I think are really creating an amazing opportunity for people who are looking to invest and rent out because obviously they're cheaper than normal property. So the growth and yield will be uh, significantly more profitable. And um, I think that people are now not really that fussed about um, the type of property is just more where it's at. If it's near a tube, you know, it's kind of cool to buy somewhere where it's not, you know, maybe it's a little bit sort of edgy. Um, but there is that cladding issue, which is holding people back. But I think certainly if there is a good deal to be had, I think that people are beginning to look into council properties as a really good um, form of investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely one to watch. And actually it makes sense. <laughs> definitely makes sense um i like that because yeah i guess from what i've been yeah just seeing and hearing i think it, it is those small little pockets like um even like camberwell and, and places like that but actually and it's the the connections as well so like with battersea when they're getting the tube connections now everybody like nine elms has literally gone from being you know 
flat to I'm not sure how they can actually fit in more buildings there and I'm not actually sure what a lot of people when they live there are going to be doing but they have really just packed it all in yeah yeah they have I think um, developers really need to start looking less into developing you know high design high um, space property I think that really actually people want smaller spaces um, comfortable spaces cheaper to buy you know I think just there's demand so i think uh, interestingly johnless has really caught on to that and they're they've got a lot of property now that um they are going to change from um, retail use into residential use and um develop into small plots small apartments because i think that really is the market now a lot of people want to buy in london but can't afford the prices so small sell smaller units in geographically well-placed locations and you'll you'll get plenty of buyers yeah, and I think that's really actually a good point as well, is is the conversion from retail into living spaces. And I think in the city, we'll probably see that a little bit now, because before yeah. it was kind of a dead zone after, you know, working hours on the weekend, everybody's left. But actually, there's an incredible real estate. And if everybody's going to be working from home, or maybe not all the bankers, if they're not allowed to, but actually, those they're going to be repurposed, or they'll have to be. Um, exactly, exactly. I mean, Canary Wharf now is just yeah Go. mad <laughs> well, what they're going to do with those those big ginormous properties um yeah interesting so okay what would be your three top tips then for anybody who is looking to move or relocate um the end of this year and beyond what are your three top tips to get somebody in those have, to... those haven't changed since i've started you know, 25 years ago in the business my top tips have not changed. It's quite a traditional business that we're in. Um, and, you know, I can give you 10 top tips, but I'll give you, I'll give you what I can within the, your time framework. And when you say, Jasmine, stop, I'll stop. The first thing to do, <laughs> because everyone asks the same question, you know, what, what do you think yeah. of me? Where do I look and what are the things I should look at? First thing is first, don't be further than 10 or 15 minutes from the tube. However beautiful the house is or however lovely the location is, and yes, there's a nice cafe next to you, you need to be near a tube. Yes, people are working from home more and people are using their Ubers more and people are bicycling into work a little bit more. You still have to be 10 or 15 minutes near the tube because that is what tenants want. Um, and if you are looking to buy, always think, how is this going to look like when I'm going to sell? So uh, if you're buying, you have to think about in 10 years time when you're looking to sell how quickly can i sell this property so a property that you will buy will sell very quickly if it's 10 15 minutes of the tube try and avoid lower ground floor flats unless it has an amazing garden even so lower ground floor flats always a bit of a challenge to release uh, walk-ups more than two floors unless it has a lift do not buy on the top floor uh, walk-ups are difficult to sell people don't like going up the stairs with a shopping third uh, um, tip is try buy unmodernized because there's so little value right now to be gained in property if you buy an unmodernized property modernize it extend it if you can do something interesting with it then voila after about six months you've added value to a property that um you know uh, looked quite miserable when you first bought it um those are probably mine I don't yeah definitely and as you say it's not rocket science but some people just don't they, they get blindsided by sort of like oh this looks amazing but it's the practicalities and i think that start with the end in mind 
is so important. It's and it's not even like do I like it. It's like will other people like it and will this create value for my you know exit effectively. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, a lot of people do buy properties as an investment. And I'm really happy to see that more and more women are beginning to buy properties um, as an investment because women are notoriously bad investors. They're very uh, cautious. They don't like to, uh, they like to keep their money. Um, but more and more women are beginning to invest, but they need to know that, you know, something that looks, you know, nice and pretty and is, is in full and it's really, you know, but if it's 20 minutes from the tube station, no one's, you know, you're going to have difficulty renting it out. Yeah. And you're going to have difficulty. Unless buying. it's got a parking space as well, but even then, you know. Parking space? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? If you've got a parking space, that's amazing. But um, yeah, it's just, you just have to know the little tips. Um, there's so many more, but those are the essentials. For sure. Yeah, no, that is so helpful. Well, I guess coming up to our, our half hour with you, because I mean, I could just chat with you all afternoon, but I haven't really. <laughs> um, where can we find you? And you know, where? Yeah, if somebody wants to come and work I'm, with you, I'm, with I'm, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on the internet. You can you can find me. My number and uh, my details are available. I'm more than happy to take people who just want uh, you know a minor question answered or just a little bit of advice. You know that's where it all starts. I'm always happy to help people who really are slightly quite you know uh, buying a, you, you know buying a property is going to be your biggest asset you're going to invest in. So you're going to be nervous, and so you know something that might be silly as a question actually ends up not being silly at all. So ask. I'm happy to help. Yeah, there's no silly questions. No silly questions. Never. Never. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank this you. has been eye-opening, and I'm going to quickly Google all of the, uh, the council flats in London. Um, Go <laughs> <laughs> and buy council flats. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And thank you, everybody who joins us and everybody who will watch this on repeat. Um, I know that that usually suddenly everybody comes in. And it's, it's so useful to have these little snippets and insights as well that people can refer to afterwards. So thank you so much. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Lassie. It's uh, good fun. <laughs> and well done for popping your cherry. <laughs> <laughs> My first IG. <laughs> My first IG first live. IG. Done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. If you can think of anybody else who would benefit from listening too, please share it with them using the social media buttons on this page. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes too. For further resources, make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Jura Society. And don't forget to sign up to our quarterly newsletter, The Wealth and Wellness Edit, where you'll be the first to gain access to our in-person talks, events and much, much more. Until next time, see you later. Bye-bye.